Thank you so much for all the love and support I've been getting on the podcast. It's been much appreciated. Thank you. Yes, you right now that's listening to this podcast. Make sure you rate, subscribe, leave a review, write a review if you haven't already. That's greatly appreciated. Been reading those reviews and I appreciate everybody that's been doing it. Definitely appreciate the people that's just doing stuff willingly without me even saying, hey, yo, can you, you know, help me out? Give me a little listen on the podcast. Like loving the people that's just straight up just supporting. Like I'm telling you that that goes a long way. Um, I got a special treat for y'all. Make sure y'all get at me on Instagram as well. Social media platforms. Get at me in the comments. I want to hear your feedback. That's JT underscore 007 on Instagram. JT underscore 007 on Instagram. Got a special treat for y'all on this episode. The second episode of Hold On Let Me Finish. We got our first guest of the relaunch. We talking sports, but I'm telling you, even if you don't like sports, you want to stay tuned in. We was saucing. <laughs> we was off to do say a little bit, so we was a little loose with the lips. I'm telling y'all, this is one y'all don't want to miss we talked for over two hours had to cut it down even we still got more to come so i'm telling y'all stay locked in you're gonna love it hold on let me finish 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 What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, back again, JT007, coming at y'all with a very special episode on Hold On, Let Me Finish. This is the first guest of our relaunch. We got a special guest, Dart Wide, formal North Central basketball player, formal North Central basketball coach, now the coach at West Lane Middle School. My man, Dart Wide, thanks for coming on the show, my man. Thanks for having me, Josh. Man, it's a pleasure, man. I felt like, you know, we having a... I wanted to talk about sports on this show, um, Strictly Sports. Um, so those of you who don't like sports, still go ahead and tune in because you may learn something today. Those of you who like sports, feel free to go ahead and leave a like, comment, subscribe. Go ahead and uh, debate with us in the comments, please. Um, give me some feedback on social media plays. I'll make sure I leave those at the end for you as well. But um, we're going to talk about the last dance coming up first, y'all. Um, just wrapped up on Sunday. I really wanted to make sure I touched in with somebody that was a, was around to watch some of that a little bit more than I was, you know. Uh, 90s babies I, I just lived and I'm a little older than you I mean you know may, maybe maybe a lot older my man gotta be home at 8 o'clock y'all we're recording at 7 right now so that's what happens when you get married I mean you know you, you, your life is no longer your life but, you know nah, I keep it up I'll see you on your couch <laughs> hey baby I should keep it up we got all night let's get it cracking no man uh, we gonna go ahead and get into it real quick man like I said I wanted to make sure I rapped about the last dance uh, my first question to you, man, is what's something that you learned from the last dance? Or what are your thoughts? Matter of fact, let me get that first. What are your thoughts on the last dance overall? Uh, my, some of my thoughts are Michael Jordan's a bully. Um, I felt like... Shout out to Horace Grant. <laughs> not just that. I mean, you know, you're out here you know, smacking Steve Kerr and trying to punk people to do... Which is fine. I mean, some people think that's that's leadership. But if, you know normal life that dude would be a bully and because he's so well loved and revered people are sweeping that inexcusable behavior under the rug but it's cool like i learned that michael jordan was a bully at the end of the day a phenomenal basketball player phenomenal talent arguably the greatest basketball player ever to live all those things i already knew dopest shoes that ever come out i've been trying to get jordans since they first came out the very first ones ever i think the first pair came out i was seven years old so I've been trying to rock them ever since. So um, that's pretty much all I learned. Nothing new other than the fact dude's a bully. Mm, okay, okay. So Jordan's a bully. Uh, I think Horace Grant would definitely agree with you there. Um, I mean, honestly, I feel like after watching The Last Dance, what I really wasn't expecting was to see um, a documentary just about Jordan. You know, I felt like if it was about I didn't Jordan... Either. I thought it would be named something else, but like yeah. I was expecting, like it was going to be about the Bulls. I thought it was going to be about the actual whole 1998 season. That was it. Yeah, from the start of the season to the end of the season, I didn't think it was going to be taking it back to Mike hitting the shot against Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, um, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I, I didn't think it was. I thought it was just going to be like just what you said, strictly about the 98 season, since it was called the Last Dance. Um, 
So when it, we did get into the first, like, for one well, first, I would say by the second episode, I was already kind of thinking, like, okay, this seems to be just about Jordan. Um, because even when they featured, was that the Dennis Rodman episode by the second episode? Or was the, that the, th- third the third episode with Dennis Rodman? Okay, so second was Scotty, right? Yeah. Okay, so even the feature about Scotty, like, it really wasn't like Scotty's episode. It was like some telling some of Scotty's story, but it was more so talking about how it correlated with Jordan. Or how Mike how Mike felt about Scotty. Exactly. You know, they definitely tied it to Jordan. So that was something I really wasn't expecting um, overall. And I would say something I've learned from the documentary itself was just how. I mean, I would almost say. I mean, I knew Jordan was like. I mean, I know Jordan is popular still. I know he was popular then, but like, just how infatuated the people were with him so early on. Like, even when they came down to the shoe situation, where Nike only projected um, was it three million, um, and then over like a course of I don't know how many I can't remember how many years, but it was three or four years. I think three years they wanted to sell three three million uh, worth of Jordan products. They did that in the first year, like. With no social media, like that's crazy to even think about during that time. So that was something that I learned just really how popular Michael Jordan is. And that's why I see now, um, kind of moving into a topic we're going to talk about down the line, is now I see why people label him the GOAT so much. And it's just because of the popularity factor of Michael Jordan himself. Not, I mean, his game is his game, but I think it's a lot to do with the popularity. We're going to get into more of that here in a second. But uh, <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to ask you, Dark. What was the most surprising thing to you from the documentary that you seen? How much the the villain from Space Jam looked like Jerry Krause? <laughs> like I I ne- I wouldn't have ever put that together until they they had the screen. It's like, oh, that dude really does look like Jerry Krause. <laughs> um, that's that really surprised me, and really nothing else really surprised me. Like I said before, I saw the whole bullying situation, but. You know, I wasn't upset about the gambling issues. I wasn't upset about, you know, him kicking in Atlantic City all night. Um, you know, him quitting to play baseball. None of that. Like, none of that was, was surprising or upsetting or disturbing. It was all, you know, that, that Space Jam joint was pretty was pretty uh, interesting. But other than that, that's that's about it. But, but it, it was... And I'm a huge, huge Fab Five fan. And before I saw The Last Dance, I thought the Fab Five 30 for 30 was the best documentary I've ever seen. The Last Dance overpassed that. Ooh, ooh. So you just went ahead and jumped right into the next topic I was going to ask, which was, do you think this was the best documentary ever? Yeah. So, and I mean, let me let me back up a little bit. So, yes, um, the Fab Five I, I felt was the best 30 for 30 Slash documentary ESPN had put together. But before The Last Dance, in my opinion, the best documentary, sports documentary, was Hoop Dreams. Um, because Dreams. because Hoop, Hoop Dreams was, was shot and filmed around the same time I was growing up chasing Hoop Dreams. You know, it came out in 90, it came out in 94, but it followed guys that were my older brother's age, all the high school class in 91. So... To see all of that and to, and to have lived through that in real time and to see it on the big screen, I felt like it was the greatest documentary. Period. Um, but the Last Dance was was better. Man, so what do you feel like made the Last Dance like better? Was it just because just because it's Jordan? Uh, just just because it's Mike. So that's the only reason why. Because it because Michael Jordan went from a mythical character to a human being. So all the things that we didn't know or we didn't get to see like I'd have never known it like like I don't know why I keep harping on the bullying thing but I'd have never known that he's out here punching boys in their face in practice I'd have never known that he was out here you know talking bad about Jerry Krause to his face like where where in the world can you go to your work go to your job and talk bad to your boss <laughs> and nothing happens you know what I'm saying like nothing happens like yeah. you're you're literally telling your boss you can't smoke these cigars because it'll stun your growth it's stuff, it's stuff like that that you see. Scottie Pippen being mad about Tony Kukoc. Like, I knew that whole dynamic when I was watching the Olympics as a kid, when I saw the drink team as a kid. But Scottie's still mad at Kukoc. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know how Isaiah Thomas felt about not making the dream team. He should have been on the dream team. He was so much better than John Stockton. But he's an asshole. Don't nobody want to play with an asshole. It is what it is. So Isaiah, 25 years later, he's still big mad. So all of those things make The Last Dance the best sports documentary ever. Yeah, um, honestly, I have to agree with you with that one. Just because I felt like this documentary kind of, it really touched on so many different teams and so many different uh, eras, eras at the time. And I felt like it really kind of, it made you want to go back and look at more. Like, for me at the time, like, as soon as I seen the Isaiah Thomas, you know, Bad Boy Pistons episode, I'm like, oh, shit, I want to go back and see what's going on with the bad boys. Like, let me go back and watch their documentary. I mean, they had a 30 for 30, so I went back and watched theirs, too. And it was just like, then I went back, watched the Celtics versus Lakers stuff, because I was like, you know, Jordan couldn't get past the seas for so long. I wanted to see what's going on there. Then he played the Lakers in the finals before. So, like, it was just like a lot of stuff in that documentary that made me want to go back and touch on so many different points in history at the time. And I felt like... That's what really made this. And on top of what you said as far as making uh, MJ look human, um, I love seeing the passion he had Like after winning the championships and on the floor crying with the basketball, especially after his dad passed away. Um, it really showed like how much he really loved the game and cared about the game. And, I mean, I, I love seeing some of those asshole moments from him because, I mean, it really embodied what it is like to play. I mean – from what I would say from a smaller scale, to play with players that feel like and think they're the best on the team or the best around in the city or whatever else. And they, I mean, not every player is like that. It's an asshole, but a lot of them, for the most part, act like assholes. So, I mean, it really kind of touched on that, too. And I felt like that was a good good insight to see, like like I said, seeing somebody that thinks they're the best and other than the best and see how they carry themselves. I felt like that was really pivotal for Jordan in the Last Dance documentary itself. Yeah. Um, let's transition a little bit from the last dance. We're still going to talk about somebody in the last dance, which is MJ himself. Do you think MJ is the GOAT? As we're talking right now today, yes, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player to ever live. But will he be? I don't think so. I think that by the time LeBron James is done playing basketball, he will be the greatest basketball player to ever live. Simply because... And, and it's not because he's he's so much oh, more talented. Oh my god! It's not that he's so much more talented or anything like that. It's just it's just evolution. At the end of the day, like at one point in time, when I was a kid, before you know, when I was talking to my dad about this the other day, like when I was growing up, before Mike became Mike, everybody said Dr. J was the greatest basketball player to ever live. Then Magic showed up. Magic became the greatest basketball player to ever live. Then him and Bird, how they saved the NBA. So you might run into a bunch of white cats and be like, Bird's the greatest basketball player to ever live. Then Mike shows up. And Mike takes the league to a whole nother level and becomes the greatest basketball player we've ever seen. And right now, today, May the 20th, 2020, yes, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever. But LeBron James' story isn't done. It's, it's not done written, being written. So if, it, so if LeBron was to get hurt right now and never play again, he's not going to pass Mike. But if he continues to play at, at this high level and continues to put up the numbers he's putting up and he continues to win championships, why is it such a bad thing that he could be better than Mike? Like, I, I hear people all the time, like, he'll never be better than Mike because he's three for nine in the finals. Okay, that's fine. But if you watch basketball and you watch him play and you watch Mike play, eventually you're going to have to say this dude is a better basketball player, regardless of the wins and losses. You can say Mike's the greatest winner all day long, which is fine. But with all the skill set that LeBron has and all the skill that Michael has, eventually LeBron's going to be better. And then what's the crazy thing about this? 20 years from now, somebody's going to be better than LeBron. I don't know. Would it be my son? I doubt it. He won't be 6'8". But it could be someone. It's going to be someone else's kid. It might be LeBron's kid. It might be It might be Mike's grandson. His, his daughter's pregnant now. Eventually, that's just life. Just that's just evolution. It is what it is. Like car, like my 2000 Impala is better, or the 2016 Impala is better than the 2000 Impala. It's still an Impala. Impala is dope as hell. But it's just evolution. It's just how life goes. So for us to sit here and say that 
So it's really hard to say who's the GOAT. But like I said, right now today, Mike is. And it's not it's not a bad thing if someone passes him. It's not the end of the world. And that person is LeBron to you. What? I mean, you just gave a long soliloquy on why you think LeBron is. Oh, oh my. When, when dude retires, he'll be probably the NBA's leading scorer. He'll be top five in assists. He'll be top ten in rebounds. Those are three major statistical categories that no one on the planet can say they're a part of. I mean, come on, man. Dude is, he can be, he's the only dude right now that can even be in the conversation as better or as good as Michael Jordan. It's just that simple. Kobe can't be just simply because, it's not not because he's not, not because he's not talented, simply because all Kobe did was steal all of Mike's moves and do Mike's stuff a little bit better. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm I just want to let you know right now. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm we are a little bit off the sauce right <laughs> now. So please excuse anything this man just said. No. That was so outlandish. No, it's the like, great Kobe Bryant. No, it's not. The a, late, great Kobe dude, Bryant. Dude, it's not, it's not a knock on Kobe. Kobe. Kobe, in my opinion, I know that's not on our, on our script. In my opinion, Kobe is a top six all-time NBA basketball player. Oh, hell no. Hold on, y'all. So you just left him out the top five. That's next up. Because, listen, because because I, I do my top five by position. I don't do my top five like everyone else. My top five is by position. By him being a shooting guard, he he's not better than Mike, so he can't be in the top five because he's not the best shooting guard to ever live. That, was, that guy is in Florida with his wife and twin daughters. We just saw a whole 10-part documentary on the best shooting guard to ever live. That's why. That's only why Kobe's not in the top five. Because he he can't. He's not bearing the mic. It's the only reason why. Now, if you do your top five by player, then that's totally fine. If you tell me Kobe's your top, five. so you're making a starting five. This isn't your top five players. This is I, your starting my, five. My top five players go by position. Like if I was to coach a basketball game, I I'm gonna coach it positionally. I'm gonna I'm gonna coach it by position. That's just how I get down. But if you put Kobe in your top five, you're but that, not wrong. To me, like that's so you're going by. So this is what I would say if you're doing that. That's a I'm saying top five by position. I'm not saying you're top five players. That's player. But there then, are, and there are no positions but, right now uh, in basketball. Then so. If that's the case, if we're going top five players. Why wouldn't I say Kareem, Wilt, Shaq, Bill Russell, and Magic Johnson? Well, I mean, if I if I was a play, player, if I was if I was to play a game with that lineup, if it's not half if it's not a half court game, I'm going to get demolished. If it's a half if it's a half court game, I'm killing anybody in the world. But if you throw the Golden State Warriors against the five I just named, the Golden State Warriors are going to win by thirty because they're going to get those big boys running up and down. And they're going to pass out. So you almost can't go by player because there's not there's not many there's not too many positionless basketball players. That have ever played. There's I mean, a few, but you can't you can't find five positionless, very five very good positionless basketball players. I would say to your point, what you just said would have been valid if you didn't just name all centers. Everybody if, you just named was a center, except for Magic. But what if I said Magic played center? But what if I but but you asked me my top five? If I if I said those were my top five basketball players, you know because, what? What's your top five? Because, it don't because, even matter about who I think because, is the goat right now. Because what's at your the time, top five? Hold on, because at the time there, there's there's the evolution of basketball. When I was growing up playing basketball, before Mike won his six rings, it was said that you cannot win a championship without a dominant big man. So I just gave you four of the most dominant big men to ever walk the planet. So if we had he this, didn't say you gotta win. You gotta get four of them to win one. I'm just, but you just said top five. You players. Are, you just going to extremes. No, I, like you're but, extremists. But that's what people do. <laughs> so I'm saying, you asked me why. You asked me why Kobe wasn't. Why I said Kobe was number six. I gave you why Kobe was number six. You didn't obviously like my answer. So I had to break. I had to give you some bullshit to, to put it in perspective for you on the way. I'm I, glad you said on the way I I'm had thinking. To give you some bullshit on the way I was. You thinking. just deliberately wanted to keep him out the top five. No, I don't deliberately want bullshit. I, I don't want to explain why he's. Out I the don't want to keep him out the top five. But we can have a whole. We can have a whole another conversation about Kobe and how I feel about Kobe and how how Kobe fans love to forget the Shaq years existed. But that's not on our script, and we don't. Need you know to talk what? About that. We're coming back so, with video for you, so we so, can leave that for the next time so, anyway. But so. In my in my top five, in my top five, 
and I'm going by position. And of course, you're not gonna like my top five, and I don't care. It's my top five. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Magic. I'm gonna go with Mike. I'm gonna go with LeBron. I'm gonna go with Chris Webber because he's my favorite basketball player. He is not. He oh may, my god. He may not be the best power forward to ever live. You may say Tim Duncan or KG, and that's fine. You just said You're Chris Webber's the best. But Chris Webber is, is my favorite. He's in bias. my top five. This is your bias he's talking, a, right? He, yes, he's in okay. my top he's Thank in my he's in my top five. That's what you saying. asked me. Chris Webber's not sniffing Carl Malone's draws. He's Chris Webber's somewhat better than Carl Malone. Don't, oh my don't, God, don't bring don't bring that child lesser into this conversation. <laughs> what? Chris Webber is so much better. Jump on the videos and watch. Okay, since you brought since you brought that up. Let me tell you that the only team to beat the Dream Team, of course Mike didn't play, but if you watch the Dream Team documentary, it's a team of college players. And the guy on that team was Chris Webber. Chris Webber played on that team. And Larry Bird himself said, hey, I saw Chris Webber, and I thought, that guy's coming to the league, I need to get out. He ate LeBron. He ate Carl Malone and Charles Barkley up that day. Now the next day, Mike played a whole lot more, and the college boys got beat by 100, but that's neither here nor there. But at one point, in, at one point in Chris Webber's career, pretty good, and I think he's better than Carl Malone. Period. Like I, first of all, I've never liked Carl Malone's game. So mm, there we go. There we go. So I've all, tell I've a, never tell I've, the truth. Tell I've the never truth. I've never thought Carl Malone was that good. Okay. I think he was. I think he. They found the right system for him, and he had the right point guard for him, and that's why it's always Stockton and Malone. You you almost never hear about Malone by himself. Or Stockton by himself. It's always Stockton and Malone, which is why Carl's the number two leading scorer, and my man John Stockton is the number one in assists because he passed it to a guy who could hit 15 foot jump shots all day, which is cool. All right. But Carl Malone, no. Now, you just said Charles Barkley? Yeah. Charles Barkley's better than Weber. And if you would have said Tim Duncan, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm not going to argue. If you would have even said Dirk, I'm like, ah. I don't know, because he used to eat Dirk up, but I'm not going to argue with you, because Dirk is a league MVP. And if you'd have thrown KG in there, cool. No big deal. Carmelone, nah. And then my center would be, we're going, got to go with the Diesel, because he was pretty dominant. Pretty, pretty dominant. So we're going to go back to my top five. Yeah, right we got We got Magic. We got Mike. We got Brian. We got C-Web. And we have Shaq Diesel. Mm. Okay. All right. So I'm going to play your position game first. Play, no, no, no. It only Put makes your, sense. your top five. Kobe's obviously in your top five. Oh, Mike's obviously in your top five. Go ahead. Who else? Who are your other three? No, first, I, I want to play your position game first. I want to make it make sense for the, for the listeners, so then we can do that first, and then I'll do what I feel like is what a top five is. Because you guys, let me know if I'm wrong. Please let me know in the comments, please. Because I always thought when somebody says, "Give me your top five players," you're naming your top five players. Period. Like you're not going down by position. I didn't say give me your starting five if you needed to win a million dollars or whatever. So else. your top five is going to be a bunch of guards. Your top five is going to be a bunch. It of could centers. be, you know. Top like, five is going to be a bunch of forwards. If that's what you feel like is the best top so, five players to ever play, but this is what I feel like. So I'm gonna say top five players by position, point guard. I'm gonna definitely go with Magic. Ain't no other choice around that. Shooting guard. Here comes your bias. I'm going to go with the Bean himself, Kobe there, Bean Bryant. There comes your bias. Uh, yes, that is my favorite player. Lakers are my favorite team. Um, Kobe's always been my favorite player. Even in the Kobe and Shaq years, Kobe was my favorite player. When, People say when, Kobe, Kobe can, When Kobe was Scottie Pippen? I feel you. And maybe in the media, but, I mean, you go back and... Look at the numbers. Shaq was dominant, yes, but Kobe Shaq. was dominant too. Like you know, it wasn't and no thing. Kobe Pip- wasn't having migraines sitting Pip- out playing games. Kobe was. It was two Batman. Right. Kobe. Kobe was shooting air balls in in the so playoffs. We're, yeah, we're talking about his first year. Hey, in the playoffs. hey, no, we, we okay. We can't. But we so can't, then, what did he do after that? He so, came back. No, so and you, then mean, what? you mentioned Pippins. You you mentioned Pippins migraine. He had multiple times he, where he no, had some ailments. No, it was just that one time he, he had the migraine. He had the back problems and too. He, and he played all through that. And you saw we saw that. And he locked Stockton up. If you watch that last game, Graham Six, I was gonna go back and actually go, watch, go watch the game, it. So. Go watch defensively. He played his ass off. He offensively he didn't do much, but defensively he played his ass off. 
And Scotty, Scotty was not portrayed well in the last couple episodes of The Last Dance. So when I tell you, when I, so when I say at one point Kobe was Scotty Pippen, I am not shitting on Kobe by any stretch of the imagination. Scotty Pippen was phenomenal. He was a phenomenal basketball player. Phenomenal. Not and the year Mike retired, he took the, the same Bulls team and they, it went, went from winning 57 games to only to winning 54 games. They only had three game drop off. They still didn't win though. They only had three game drop off. And Co- and and they Pippen still didn't win without they didn't, Jordan. But they didn't win without Jordan. But and Jordan didn't win without Pippen. I think Jordan would have had a better chance winning without Pippen than I. There's no way, and that's why Mike says it in his Hall of Fame speech. That's why Mike said it on the first two episodes of The Last Dance. He don't get six without without Pippen. I ain't saying that he don't get six, but I'm saying if he would decided to play again, and they split up. I think there's a lot more likelihood Jordan wins again before Scott not, does. Not at all. But, but that's let, hold on, let me finish. Let's my go back top to your five. top five. Yeah, let me finish my top five. So I said Magic, then I said Kobe to Bean Bryant. My small forward, I'm gonna have to go with Brian. Uh, I mean that's tough between him and Bird, but I feel like Bronze just did so much. Um, power forward, it's tough. It's a lot of good forwards just played in the league. I'm gonna have to go with Tim Duncan. Um, I, hey, don't don't get it. Carl Malone was a hell of a good power forward. Charles Barkley's a hell of a good power forward. But I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna have to go with Tim Duncan. Um, and then my center, I'm gonna have to go with Shaq. Um. I feel like, you know, Bill Russell was a good person you can throw in there. Wilt's a good person you can throw in there. But I feel like during those times, even going back and after watching the Celtics-Lakers documentary, there was no players at those times that could do anything with them. Shaq in any era, there's no player that can do anything with him. So I'm going to go ahead and have to say Shaq was the best center, is the best center of all time. Um, so that's my position breakdown. So I got Magic, Kobe, Brian, Tim Duncan, Shaq. So you notice how your how your whole starting five is essentially with the exception of Magic, essentially when you grew up. Uh, yeah. So that that's where your bias comes into play, which is fine. I mean, and, and I feel like that's anybody's bias which based off what they see. Which so, is fine. Know. So we we literally just talked about how Michael Jordan is the goat. Probably fifteen minutes ago, you talked about that. You talked about it too, though. You you posed the question. I posed the question. And, and, I never gave if I thought and he was the so, goat. Or not. And now. And now you're going with Kobe starting over Mike, which is fine because that's what you saw growing up. That's why when I talk to you know young men your age, I don't get upset with you because you only know what you saw. So I can't I can't shit on you because you think Kobe's better than Mike. He's not, but it's not my fault. I mean, that you feel that way. I mean, Kobe literally stole all of Mike's moves, which is fine. That's he, cool, and I, that's why I say like I feel like. Which is Mike, fine. Mike Mike is a fucking great ass player. Don't ever get me don't ever get that twisted. But Kobe to me is like the most skilled basketball player ever. I but think I've said that before to you. you I have. feel like there's there is nothing literally he could step on the court and say, I'm gonna do this tonight and he will go out there and fucking do it. That's how great Kobe is to me. And right. that's how great that's, he was. That's because that's your bias. That's but that's not you, even my bias. He was doing but you're, that. But you're thinking but okay, but you're saying so Again, so we can get back to get back on topic. You're saying that if he's if you're saying that Kobe's the most skilled basketball player ever, you're neglecting the guy he took from. Took I'm every not he took that. he took every everything he did, everything he does, he took from Mike. And that's great. And everything. that's why Mike is a great player. But that's why I said going back to my point, if you hear what I said exactly. There's nothing he couldn't step on the court and do. So there's nothing. And you just said so he stole all his moves. So there's something so that Mike. How you steal Mike, the best player? To what you said, the best player of all times moves and make them look like your own. Because you and a lot of people your age didn't see the original. That's why. But you've seen the original. I know that, and that's why. That's and why you said he stole all his moves. That's why people like me can tell you what happened because I saw the original. You didn't see so the you original. Can tell me so it those, looks as good as so Mike, you, right? So you think those are? You think that shit's original? No, it's no, it's no different than when I was a kid and Troop came out with "All I Do Is Think of You." I thought that was the greatest song ever. I was like, "Oh man, Troop did that shit. That was dope." Yeah, right. But the Jackson Five did it first. Who did it better? Troop did it better. What are you talking about then? But, oh my gosh, I can't but, believe you said that on record. Troop did it better because I didn't know better. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then when I listened to the Jackson 5, that's Michael Jackson singing it. Oh my God. That's what I'm so that's what I'm so, saying. So that's why I'm over here now, y'all. I'm doing this Jordan shrug because to me, that's all you're thinking about now. You just literally just said the songs sound better when true because that's, that's all I then you had that's to realize, all I knew. oh my gosh no who people say is no. the greatest of all time did it that's, first no, that's so now all, no. they're the greatest that was all I knew and then I had to go back and hear the original and I was like yo the original is better but okay. that, that's all I'm saying yeah I mean we're gonna but we can disagree go. we'll talk about that one all day we got a couple other things we need to touch on um who are your top five players right now? Right now. Because you don't know, go by positions. Oh, my gosh. Here so, we go again. So, <laughs> so, right now, we're going to go. No, you know what? I'm not even going to go by positions. So, are we talking about like healthy or like dudes that are just, dudes, dudes so that have contracts? Players that are active right now. So, yes, dudes so, that have contracts so, in the league so right now. So, is, are Kyrie but, and Katie off the table? No, they're on they're the hurt. table. They're on the table? Yeah, they're on the right. table. Then we're, on going, the table. we're going Kyrie at point. We'll go... Kyrie at point. We'll go... Well, no. We'll go Steph at point. We'll go Kyrie at two. We got Bron at three. I'm going to put Durant at the four. Because now we're talking positional basketball like you said earlier. Now this is legitimately positional basketball. That's how it's. That's how the game is legitimately played right now. All right. So he gave his top five before based on the error. All right. Go ahead, y'all. Based on my error, just like just like <laughs> he did, based on his error. Anyway, and then at the five, because there is no dominant center, so who can play the five? Hmm. I don't know who would play the five. So we got Steph, we got Kyrie, we got Bron, we got Katie. Oh, we can slide Katie. Well, so we'll put Kawhi in there. So we'll go Kawhi would, would be my fifth since we had, we're playing positionless basketball. Because if I had a if I had a quote unquote position basketball in the current NBA, I'd get run out of the gym because I'm not be, I won't be able to switch nothing. I won't right. be able to help nothing. So you gotta, it's like I said earlier with the with the but evolution I, but, of basketball. But to be fair, I'm not asking you who you're gonna win with. I'm asking you who do you think but are the best players right now in the league? I just named five of the best players in the league. So you said Steph. I got Steph, Kyrie, Bron. Kyrie's not even a shooting guard. He's just breaking his whole fucking rules. Go ahead. I, we, we've established. I just literally just I, said I know, that. I know. I'm just. I'm, I got, I'm, I'm I got, astonished right now. I got two points. I got two points. I got to go by position to now. Well, today now we don't play that out there anymore. So I'm just going to go ahead and list the best players well, now. Because only, only, only a fool stays in one state of mind. So mm. the fact that I understand how basketball has evolved, I'd be foolish to give you a top five with motherfuckers who don't play. I'm going to put Dwight Howard at my center. Because he's, he's the only pure center out here. The motherfucker plays 36 minutes. What, Extremist, we, y'all. Extremist. No, it's not extreme. Like, if you look at Joel the, Embiid could be considered uh, a top five player. You could have said him. Again, he, he's not he's not really a center. He could do Anthony it all. Anthony Davis, same thing. I did forget about Anthony Davis. I meant to put him in my top five. So, we're going we're gonna to slide Kyrie out. We're going to slide Anthony Davis in. So, run, it, run your top so five. So, we'll go Steph. Go Steph. Uh... Bron, Kawhi, Katie, Anthony Davis. Okay. But again, Anthony Davis is positionally he's six. At one point in his life, he was a six foot one point guard. God blessed him to be seven feet, and he kept his skills. So again, he's positionless. It's just how, that's how game, how the game has evolved. Yeah, but I mean, even still, with him with him hitting his growth spurt and all, he can't be your point guard. Like his handle ain't that tight. After getting his height, but besides that, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like I said I'm gonna go ahead and stick to your your positions the way the way you like to look at it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and start off and say Steph is tough to go against, but I'm gonna have to damn near say Dame Lillard. I like Dame Dollar. Um, man, that's tough. Yeah, I, I uh. 
No, I'm going to go Steph. I'm going to stick with Steph. Dame is a close. Like, Dame is right there to me. Um, I feel like Dame is in a better situation. He'll, he'll have better success right now. But regardless of that. So, I'm going to go Steph. Um, my two, I'm going to go... Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Damn, that's tough. All right, so I'm gonna come back to that. I'm gonna go Brian. I'm gonna go eighty. I'm gonna go Kawhi. So our top fives are similar. Very similar. Damn, I don't have KD in there. That's tough. No, it's not. He's not playing. I understand. So I said Steph, Kawhi, Bron, AD. Oh, I didn't say a fifth player. So I'm, damn, I'm have to go. Oof. Yeah, he's not playing right now. I'm gonna leave him out. He's not playing right now. I'm gonna leave him out. I know I said you could put him in. So but that's, that's, fine. that's part of the reason why I took Curry. Yeah, yeah, I know he's not playing. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take him out. And I'm going to go KD. I mean, sorry. I'm going to go Kawhi. So, Kawhi, Bron, AD. Steph ain't playing right now either, really. No, he came back right before they shut the league down. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I'm going to go Steph. Um, Luka. Luka? Luka. Steph. Luka? Bron, Kawhi, AD. And Luca, Luca. All right. I, I hate to be like recency biased and like you know you ain't seen enough of it, but like yeah. that man yeah. goes out there and kills every night. And you could have put Trey in the conversation, but you didn't. You could have, but I mean Luca's gonna give me more defensively, and I and Luca clearly he took a team that was out the playoffs. Now they're in the playoffs along with Kristaps, but it's the same team. He has, he has a guy whose nickname is the Unicorn. Yeah, the unicorn's coming off of ACL. And the unicorn's just starting to look like the unicorn. He tore his ACL two years ago. Yeah, and he fucking came back, and now he's just now starting to play like he used to play. But it took him half the season to get into that form. That was on him. But it's cool. I mean, it's fine. Hey, Luke had been triple-double almost every night. That's fine. People were in love with triple-doubles. I mean, hey, you know, Westbrook could have been in my top five two years ago. Well, he shouldn't have been, but that's fine. All right. What do you think about the hiatus right now? The NBA is on. Do you think the shit? Do you think the NBA should return? The NBA needs to return. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you. It's not that it should. <laughs> they need to return. Like it's a need to return. Like I'm, you know, it's cool that that we get to watch old games. So young young guys like you can see how great basketball was played when I was growing up, and see why so many people my age or the old man get off my lawn because some of this. <laughs> Some some of this basketball is whack to me, um, and that's why a guy like James Harden, as great as he is, can never be in my top five because I, hate I, his game. I didn't pay to watch. I'm not I coming. To, I'm not coming to watch you dribble through your legs 17 yeah, times. I hate his game, man. No, I'm not doing game. that. But he's great. He's phenomenal. He yeah. is a phenomenal basketball player. Not shitting on him. Just don't like the way he plays because that's not how I grew up playing and watching basketball. So, you know, my nephew, who's 14, loves James Harden. Thinks he's the greatest thing in the world because that's how he grew up. Loves Steph Curry. Thinks Steph Curry is the best basketball player to ever live. So, you know what? I said LeBron might be the best player. He might be retired, and Steph may pass him just because of how the game evolved. Steph changed the game. So, some old guys like me don't like the fact that, you know, they're shooting 35-footers off three passes because that's not how we grew up playing. And it is what it is. So. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you. I we do need the NBA. I need the NBA. Um, need some new topics to talk about. Now the last dance over for sure. Um, I got a report today saying that may be able to resume mid July, so that looks good. Uh, hopefully, if that's if that's something that can really happen, uh, they're talking about doing training camps and stuff in June. Um, another thing that came out from Bleacher Report was talking about how Houston may be the potential hotspot. To actually host some of these games, so hopefully. I saw I saw Disney World this morning. Disney World too. Yeah. Okay. I the, seen the Houston Disney as one for sure because everything was so so uh, close. I didn't see anything about Disney. Yeah, World. the Disney. If if fans aren't allowed, the Disney complex could be used. That would be perfect. I don't care what they do at this point. Let's just go ahead and have it. And I feel like you know this year needs to happen. 
who do you think will win the championship if they do? Resume. Uh I think I think it'll be the Lakers. I think the Lakers have the two they have the best tandem in basketball. I mean, you know, Milwaukee's got a good one. You know, people people shit on Chris Middleton, but he's pretty good. You know, they got middle middle Chris Middleton and the Greek freak. That's a good tandem. You know, they got the other tandem in LA with, you know, Kawhi and Paul George. That's cool. But there's no tandem as good as LeBron and A D. Just because there's no tandem that can do what they can do. They can switch all positions defensively. Um, you can initiate your offense with either one. Um, if one's off, the other one picks them up. So it's just they do too much. The two of them can do too much with the pieces around them to not be favorites. Hmm. So so even with the Clippers being as, as talked about as they are and as with the supporting cast being quote unquote better than the Lakers, you feel like the Lakers have the best shot to win the championship. Because you only got it. I don't. I don't see a team, even even as good as the Clippers bench is, as good as Lou Williams is, and and you know the great defensive player that Patrick Beverly is, and Kawhi, you know, and even Paul George for that matter. I just don't see them stringing together, you know, four wins against the Lakers. I don't. I don't see them. For one, playoff P doesn't exist. I don't know how he got that nickname. So he's gonna piss the bed in the playoffs. It's just what he does. He can say he's playoff Pete all day, but if you look at his history, when he was here, he pissed the bed. When he was in OKC, he pissed the bed. So he, he's gonna piss the bed. That's what he does. Um, you're gonna get a whole lot out of Kawhi, but if you don't get anything out of your number two, then you're not gonna do anything. Because now that now this new era of basketball, starting this season, has gone from a big three or big four. That started in 2008 to now a big two, like in the 90s. You need two superstars to show up in the playoffs in some form. And Paul George isn't going to show up in the playoffs. Just He's just not. That's what he does. So. I would agree with you there. Um, that's one of the points I've been making as far as why the Lakers will have the best shot. Um, the same reason you're talking about there as far as the AD and LeBron having the best tandem. Um and Paul George not having the best playoff history. Do you feel like after this season, if we, if they do return, um, whoever in the championship, we both said the Lakers, so the Lakers win the championship, do you think there will be like an asterisk after the season as far as to say like, you know, just like the lockout season where it's kind of like you have some people saying that championship didn't necessarily count for LeBron because it was a lockout season? Did the, 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 the championship count? <clears throat> excuse me, the championship count for Tim Duncan during the lockout season? Well, I mean, the same way then. Because, I mean, even every lockout, there's always been talks of, well, it was a lockout that season. So, like, with it being not with it not being an 82 full-game season, do you feel like that is something where there may be an asterisk to it? I think, I think the asterisk is the dumbest shit ever. I, and I tell you because we, we saw them play. They, they played the season. It's not their fault that the season was what the season was. So, does that mean we go back and we put asterisks on – George Mikan's time when they wasn't when they weren't playing eighty two games when they were playing like sixty games, do we put asterisks on? Um, do we put asterisks on Michael Jordan's first championship against the Lakers because he didn't beat he beat a depleted Laker team? Do we put asterisks on Kobe's championship because he beat a terrible Magic team? You know what I'm saying? Like that whole asterisk thing just is stupid. I, you, I played you in the finals, I beat you in the finals. It's not my fault. That the pandemic came, I'm you know I didn't create the coronavirus, so why are we gonna punish these dudes and put asterisks on shit that we don't need to put asterisks on? Like we saw, like I saw the Lakers win or whoever wins or whatever. It, it, I won the championship. It is what it is. Like it does. Like asterisks are stupid. It's the dumbest thing in the world. I feel you right there. So yeah, definitely agree with you. Um, asterisks are stupid. Um, I feel like everybody's playing the same season, so. Uh, I think if they did come back, there is no asterisk to be had. Everybody's going through the same situation right now. So um, whoever wins the championship is just the champions of the 2019-2020 crazy-ass season. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, to fast forward to our last topic here, which is um, – A touchy one for you. 
<laughs> I think it's a touchy one for a lot of people. I would I would assume. Who is your rookie of the year right now? My rookie of the year is John Morant of the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Um, why is why is John your rookie of the year? <clears throat> Couple reasons. Because his availability, his best ability was his availability. He played from game one to they shut it down. And when they started back up, he's going to be playing again. And his team, is if they don't say they don't play another game, I do believe his team is in the eighth spot. So he's going to take a team that did not make the playoffs last year to a, to a team that's going to make the playoffs if they don't play another game. Not to mention... They traded arguably the best Memphis Grizzly ever in Mike Conley to give him the keys, and he hasn't, you know, he hasn't let the team down. He's done a whole lot of stuff with some guys that we don't even know. Like I don't even know outside of Jaron Jackson, I can't tell you another dude on the Memphis Grizzly team, and I only know Jaron Jackson because he's from Indianapolis. <laughs> so if, if I didn't, and he went to Michigan State, and I follow the Big Ten, so. I can't tell you. And I think they got a kid. I think they got the kid from Oregon, light skinned kid, Dylan. Maybe his last name. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Yeah. So other than that, dude, I can't tell you who's on the Grizzlies, but I can tell you who's on Jaws team. Or I can tell you Jaws on the team. Watch this. I would agree with you. Um, I think Jaws definitely been the best rookie we've seen this season. Uh, there's been a lot of impressive rookies, um, but Jaws been the best. Uh, by far, I would say for sure. Um, now, back to your point of uh, best ability being availability, I think if Zion Williamson would have played the whole season, I think he would be the rookie of the year. But I don't think he's rookie of the year because he's the best rookie. I think he's rookie of the year because he has the best hype machine. Well, I mean, you know, and that goes back to kind of what we talked about before with MJ and everybody else we kind of discussed and Chris Webber and everything else. But I feel like Zion has proven like his numbers would look better than Jaws numbers like and his team would have the same success if not better success than what Jaws had with his team because when Zion came back instantly the Pelicans to start playing a hell of a lot better which anyway the Pelicans I mean we kind of had these discussions you know off off uh off the pod but um plenty of times you know as far as the Pelicans being injury prone and their whole team having a lot of injuries the whole season, which kind of derailed. Or their whole team having a lot of potential busts bust. on their Oh, roster. there we go. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, it's pretty clear now, you know, Brandon Ingram, star. He he is definitely going to be a star player. He had a, good, he had a good season. He had a good season. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like what he's shown this season is something to build upon. Like, I feel well, like. I got to see it again. I'm not I'm not from Missouri, but my 8th grade science teacher used to always say I'm from Missouri. And if you read their license plates, it's the show me state. So you got to show me more than one year that you're that you're good. Like, he had a good season. It's cool. Like, but, I mean, Z- or not Zion, but uh, Lonzo. He has to show me more than one season that he's good. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking the Pelicans. They can be good, you know. But I mean, they got JJ Redick. They got some nice place. They have some nice pieces in place. But I mean, we got to see it over the whole course of the season. And Zion's got to show me more than twenty games. Because at the end of the day, yeah, he's bullying people. But once you once the film comes out, like there's there was no there was no NBA film on Zion, so it's hard for people to draw up defenses and whatnot to defend against him. So he had a great you know. Three weeks. I mean, phenomenal three weeks because there wasn't enough film on them. Now, coaches, the NBA coaches are the best minds in the world. So now let's see what he does when the season starts back up. Now these coaches, they ain't been doing shit but watching film for the last two months. So now let's see what they come up with to stop Zion. And if Zion continues to progress, then, you know, all power to him. Then I'll eat my words. But right now, I don't think – He's as good as everybody says he is. I mean, Jeremy Lin had a good three weeks with Lin Sanity. Then the film came out. He became a role player. Now the dude's playing in China. I'm not going to say Zion's going to have that major drop-off. That won't happen. He's too good of a basketball player to go from, to be Jeremy Lin. But the hype machine says he's going to be all world. The hype machine says he's going to be the best basketball player ever. And he, he could be. Enough, he sure. could be. 
the potential it, it could happen. But from what I've seen and the way I view basketball, I don't think dude knows how to play yet. Can mm. he learn? Can he learn how to play? Yeah, because eventually the athleticism is going to stop. It father time catches up with everybody, and everyone has to change their game. As you can see, LeBron at one point was a athletic freak. Now he's coming. He's becoming a jump shooter. Vince Carter, his last bucket may be a three. Kobe became a mid range shooter. You know, what I'm saying you you probably don't remember Kobe Bryant winning the dunk contest. I do. I'm just you know that, yeah. could, but he went from Kobe eight. Kobe eight was this athletic freak. So Kobe twenty four was the old man at the Y that gives you buckets. But he could still dunk. Don't I'm, I'm not saying he couldn't. I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not saying he couldn't. Okay. Dunk. I'm not saying he. But not the freak of right. Glory, but he right? was. He wasn't taking off on the free throw line on no. people like on UNLV when he dunked on dude. You know, he's getting out. He's out here just barely getting up because he's old. But he felt he knew how to play. Is is my point? Paul Pierce is another one. You know, Paul Pierce came in the league. He wasn't very athletic. But he, he could get by you, dunk on you. But then when Paul got older, he had to change his game. Paul Pierce is another one who, who became the old man at the Y. But he's going to end up, you'll look up, and damn, Paul's got 30? How'd he get 30? That's Zion's going to have to do, do that. If he's going to rely on his athleticism forever, he's going to turn into Larry Johnson, who just was super athletic, hurt his back, and became a good role player. I mean, I feel like... Zion, I think Zion personally can do whatever you need him to do. His basketball instincts are off the charts. Like he doesn't even need you to run plays for him. For he him can't. He can't take two dribbles with his right hand. Stop it. He he does in and outs with his right hand. He can't take. It, that's fine. The in and out is there's a two dribble in and out. Watch the tape. That's still a complex. Ta- watch the tape. He can't do two dribble. He can't dribble the ball two times with his right hand. And eventually, someone's going to notice that, and they're going to get gear their defenses up to make him put it in put it in his right hand. You don't and think they're gonna... already those? There's literally only been one player in one game this. I would say two games this season where he's had a quote unquote bad game, and those are still near twenty point games. And like those bad games for him was because he just got off of having twenty and seven, twenty and eight, twenty and nine, like. All literally just around the basket. Nope, they can't stop this man. He's like a baby Shaq. You're, you're right, but eventually they're gonna devise an offense that's gonna stop him. Just like the Jordan rules with the Pistons, they found an offense. I mean, excuse me, they found a defense to slow Michael Jordan down. And what Michael do? He developed a fadeaway jump shot. He developed. Got stronger. He developed. He got stronger. But Mike's game used to be like, I'm gonna give you this shot pick. I'm gonna go buy you. I'm gonna dunk on you. I'm gonna finish at the rim. All this stuff. Then with the with the Pistons' advent of the Jordan rules, he became a better jump shooter. That's when the fadeaway came. The fade the fadeaway didn't show up in 1987. Fadeaway showed up in '89. From '89 until he retired, and it became one of the most unstoppable shots ever. Zion's gonna have to do that, or something like that. LeBron with his step back, uh, your boy uh, uh, James Harden with his step back. Those are those are shots that you can these dudes can go to. The shot clock's running down, and they have to get a good shot. Those are those are. Zion doesn't have that in his repertoire. Kobe's fadeaway. Tim Duncan off the glass. Shaq with his little jump hook or his spin to the baseline and bang on you. Like Zion doesn't have that move. If he gets that move, then we can talk. I mean, I feel like right now the same way you we. It's not one of our topics, but. The same way you talk about Ben Simmons and how he's dominant right my now favorite without player. the jump shot. Yeah, my favorite, favorite my, my right current now. my current favorite your player current in the favorite league. Favorite player right now. Yeah, he should. So, he, you know, he, he's leading the league in steals. He should be defensive player of the year, but it's cool. He is. He's leading the league in steals. All right, so we're just gonna let that one ride. Y'all. He is. He's um, leading. He's make sure you give me my dub. He, he's he's lead, not gonna be all. He's leading all first team. He, he's he not will be. be all first team. He's leading the league in steals right now. Two point one a game right now. He's the number one. He's gonna win the steals title. There's, there's no way he's, there's no way that he's he's not going to be first team all defense and, and, and win the and you want to get into you want to talk about pass watching the tape all he does is get in the passing that's fine so that's, that's fine I'm not he's not, I'm not he's not arguing he's I'm not clamping and still in the ball I'm he's not getting saying, in the passing I'm not saying he's picking your pocket all right never said I just that I want you to be clear never said that just be clear that as we're speaking he's leading the league in steals if he wins the steals title there's no way they keep him off the first team all defense what are you gonna, what what were you gonna knock? How are you gonna knock Ben Simmons? Where are you gonna shit on Ben oh, Simmons? Oh, thank you, thank you for bringing that back. So, what I was gonna say about Ben Simmons, 
how you always talk about how you're so dominant now without the jump shot. Look at Zion right now, dominant without him having to use any particular move in general for you to say but, this is his dominant move. He's right. just all around. You can't stop this kid. No, no, you're right. But there was a time when... And he's only been three weeks, not three years into his season. There was a time where the Diesel... His career, sorry. There was a time where the Diesel, all he had was like two dribbles, put my shoulder in your chest, and dunk on you. And that's how the whole Shaq pose came. Mm-hmm. But eventually, when Shaq got to the Lakers... When he became the most dominant player that any of us had ever seen, that's when, that's when he developed. That's when he learned how to play basketball. That's when he got the jump hook. That's when he got the spin, the you know baseline jump hook, the over the, the middle of the lane jump hook. You know what I'm saying? Just a little eight, nine-foot jump shot. So Zion's going to have to develop. And Ben, as much as I love Ben, he's going to have to develop that shit. And if he doesn't, then my he whole then my whole him. my whole outlook on him is going to change because because eventually, if, if I know Ben's on not on the topic, but if Ben had a consistent eighteen foot jump shot, Toronto doesn't win the championship. But because Ben doesn't, you know they were allowed they could put Kyle Lowry on Ben, and he could play in the middle of the lane, and they could double team and beat. Well, if, if if Ben doesn't decide he wants to be a jump shooter or a better jump shooter, back to my whole big two theory, then the Sixers won't do shit. And Zion's going to be like, because the coaches are too good, especially in the playoffs, especially in the playoffs. Zion, Zion can put up crazy numbers in the regular season, and if the Pelicans make the playoffs, they'll lose in the first round every year. Oh, okay. <laughs> until Until Zion comes up with a move that they can't stop. That's just that's just how basketball works. But I mean, like, even still, and this goes into our next thing as far as who do you think um, will be better in the future and who's going to have the better team. Like, I feel like all around, the Pelicans in the future, their team is going to be nasty. The Pelicans are better now. But Jaws is – Jaws – the Pelicans – Better now when the, Pel- the Pelicans are better right now. If, if we looked at a piece of paper – we did two pieces of paper – with the Grizzlies and the Pelicans, everyone's gonna. Everyone listening to this is gonna take the Pelicans all day long if everybody's healthy. But the reason why, even if, even if a couple of dudes are hurt, they're still better than the Grizzlies. But the reason why the Grizzlies are where they are is because of Ja. The Pelicans can make the playoffs without Zion. Now they barely make the playoffs without Zion. With Zion, if everyone's healthy, with Zion, let's project. Three years from now, everyone's healthy. So that we got, you know, Ingram's twenty six, Zion's twenty two, Lonzo's twenty five, you know, Drew Holiday is twenty nine. So these dudes are now they're in their primes. So the Pelicans in their primes, everybody's healthy. They're easily a top three team in the West. You put the Grizzlies in their prime, they're not a top three team in the in the West without Ja. They're, the, the Pelicans are a top team, the top three team in the West without Zion. Or if one of those dudes, if one of their, if one of the top five dudes from the Pelicans was to get hurt in their prime and they couldn't play, those dudes are still a top top four team in the West. If Ja's not playing as a, as a roster is currently constructed, if Ja's not playing, they're not top three. They're top four. I mean. I would I would agree with you just because of the fact that the roster's been constructed for a point guard and a big to be thriving in their system. Like Mike Conley, Mike Gasol, the same situation. All those two did was leave, and now you got Jaron Jackson and John Moran, and you got they Brandon have, Clark. Blue, but they right? also they also had Zebo. Zebo has been gone for uh, a while. No, Z, but Zebo played with Mark and, and and Mark. They were in the playoffs though without Zebo. No, but they were when they were making runs when yeah, they get to the Western Conference runs, Finals. Yeah. Zebo and uh, and you got Brandon Clark though he's man, their third option right there and uh, Tony Allen and Valanciunas they got they got a nice young the roster gr- the Grindhouse Grindhouse the Groundhouse or Grindhouse I'm sorry was was something to see it is dudes. but I'm saying like they ain't have, roster, they, they, they have a, a younger version of that they similar they don't team. Have, they don't have that man they ain't got that dog on their roster like the dog that Zebo. The dog that's Tony Allen. They don't have that on their team. I mean, well, 
They had before before they made the trade. They when, had Jay Crowder. But but Zebo out here talking about yo, where I'm from, bullies get bullied. He's ready to smack boys. In yeah, the I mean that's a little different. You know? But and, and one you day you also got them calling out Eagle Dollar. And one day, they, and one got, day, they ain't just no pacifist now. And, and one day I'll tell you a Zebo story that that Eric Gordon told me about Zebo. One day, because hey, well, hey, we'll, we'll get to that. Zebo about that life. <laughs> so like Z, like when he when he told when he told. Uh, what do uh, what's dude? Buggy cousin. Yeah, when he told when he told Boogie, bully's good bully. Like he was real. Like like I'll smack you right now. Like I mean, you know, Zebo had the iconic picture with him on the flip phone in the in the locker room. So I mean, that lets you know everything you need to know right there. Well, you know what? I I, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you right now. So when he was with the Clippers, he's playing with Eric.